Hello and welcome to Win Stupid Prizes, the show where we ask the questions that nobody thought were worth asking. I'm Eddie and I am joined today by every canonical member of the Teletubbies, and they are Jamie. Uh, hello, I'm Nunu. Alex. Time for Tubby Bye Bye. Time for Tubby Bye Bye. And our judge this week is Bear. I am the raging burning sun. Entertain me or fry. <laughs> you can figure out what that means for the Teletubbies yourself. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm Nunu because I suck. Oh! Self-deprecating humor. Nunu fucking sucks, dude. That's funny because you don't. Got him, Roasted? Got him. Well, I do like Ice Lollies. Bear, as I judge this episode, please take us away from this madness. What question have you got for us this time? So Wizards of the Coast recently announced that they're moving on to a 1D&D. Now that's all I paid attention to them from, <laughs> but I'm assuming that that means they're merging the D&D universe and the real universe. So we've oh. got to get ready for that. We need to decide what classes we're going to be so we can get the best out of life when that happens. So I'm here to ask you, how are you going to min-max your life and absolutely munchkin this shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. First reaction right off the bat. Cleric. Yes, Eddie, the most devout and pious of the lot of us. Yeah, definitely into his religion. Wait, do you mean like a cleric, like a, a clerk, like a, someone who works in an office? <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be much of a change to my job title. I just chuck an eye in there. <laughs> That's not my job title. Close enough. <laughs> Jamie, level three data analyst. Let's go. I already make clerical errors all the time. <laughs> hey! <laughs> don't tell my boss that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what are you getting out of being a cleric? What am I getting out of so many things? What am I getting out of being cleric? Now, just let me remind myself what any of them were. I mean, what don't you get out of being a cleric? <laughs> exactly, what don't you get out of being a cleric? It's one of the kind of most flexible classes across the history of D&D. It was well known for being absolutely busted in 3.5. Don't you have to like have a god sponsoring you to be a cleric? Well, that's a question. Does bringing cleric like just solve the religion debate? Well, if they're merging the D&D world with the real one, then some of the gods are proven to exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they might bring a bunch of gods with them. I mean, they, they kind of have to, don't they? Maybe. And I don't, I don't know what happens to the... Or maybe clerics just get really downgraded. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just switch to paladin so you can like, make I mean... your own earth. Have, have there been some versions where you can be a cleric without a... I haven't paid attention to every single... How audition. does D&D mesh with real world? Can you be? Can you devote yourself to the Christian god in D&D? Is that allowed? It's a role-playing game. You can do whatever. It's how you test these things. I'll devote myself to Zeus. Well, I don't... Yeah. <laughs> the books don't have a lot of rules for Christian role-play. Wait, based on our last discussion... Yeah, I was just thinking, can we be Loki. Yeah. They have quite a bit of history with like the Christian view of hell, which has got them in trouble, so I don't think they've touched on the whole like killing God thing. Mm. Yeah. So I think picking a cleric, let's assume that some other God stuff leaks here, then that gives me okay. a very clear definition of what my afterlife is, which is a great advantage. Okay. Who are you going to worship? Oh my God. Uh, whoever has the best deal. <laughs> <laughs> Shopping around for faith. I love how you're just like, uh, hey gods, come and sell me on you, and they're just like, no. I mean, they don't, they don't need to sell me themselves, but you go to like different churches, you do some window shopping at various churches to various deities, and you decide which one has got the best deal for you. I think that's a warlock, dude. <laughs> I thought about this, you're right. <laughs> Alright, so I'd be a warlock. <laughs> no, my actual reasons for picking cleric are more about the spells that they gain access to. Yeah, sure. Like, I think detect good and evil would be a great thing to have in life, because I could just, if I'm gonna, if I need to make a deal with someone, 
turn on your detect good and evil and be like, oh, great, I know whether this person's going to try and swindle me out of a deal, for example. So not only have you brought in a discussion of theology, now we've got a discussion of morality. <laughs> Absolute morality. Objective yeah. morality. So you've made the world's morality black and white, whether you get a yes-no answer on the evilness of someone or not. Also, whether they're evil or not doesn't mean whether they'll screw you over in a deal, because that seems quite within the sort of chaotic to lawful side of the spectrum, to be honest. Oh, that's true. Yeah, devils are evil, but they'll stick to a deal. D&D's alignment system really does have an objective morality built into it. Yeah. It's like, there is good, there is evil. I hate it, but I also love discussing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also, not just the alignment system, but there is elemental good and evil. Yeah. Like, it's not just alignment, it's it's physics. When we're merging that, I guess that's the thing that gets knocked out of our world, is that morality's a little bit messy. Like, there's there's probably not anything um, objective morality in there. Oh, the messy morality just fits in the middle of the chart, right? Just like, grey morality's somewhere in the neutral Zone. I mean, yeah, neutral exists, right? But that means if the tech good and evil gives me nothing, I'm like, oh, they're neutral, therefore I have no idea if I can trust them with this deal. <laughs> or the worst option, you detect good and evil and you're just blinded by positive results because of how this world is. Uh, I don't, uh, positive <laughs> or negative results? As in, yes, results. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just overwhelmed by the data feedback. <laughs> how does the spell work? Does it just go, yes, this thing is good or evil? Well, so in 5th edition, detect good and evil doesn't actually tell you whether something's good and evil it tells you whether someone is secretly a devil or an undead or something wait what <laughs> <laughs> they moved away from inherent alignment yeah yeah oh shit yeah so now it detects like creatures of certain origins and like okay. elementals and celestials rather than just removing it which might have just solved the problem <laughs> <laughs> so i just need something like detect thoughts then rather than detect good and evil yeah which is not a cleric spell okay there are other benefits to cleric though yeah name one <laughs> name one healing Shit, he did it. Yeah, healing does seem OP. <laughs> Stub my toe? No, I didn't. Maybe you're going to heal that one point of damage worth the spell slot. <laughs> Magical healing does seem utterly OP. Yes. Like... I don't get wounded on, on a D&D level with any... Like, I don't end up in fights. I don't end up getting hurt in that way. So if they can heal sword wounds, they can heal the minor injuries that we humans are suffering on a like semi-daily basis yeah although think about the basic level of it as well you you can get a cleric to heal your sword wound with a spell or you can take a nap Either yeah. way, you're, you're good as new. <laughs> Depending on the severity of the sword wound, sometimes an hour's enough. <laughs> so, like, a cleric's going to be world-class doctor. Yeah. Like, you're going to be able to heal things that modern medicine just can't. Yeah, yeah it's going to suck when they merge the worlds and we find out every human from our universe has one hit point. <laughs> oh, wow. But then they get access to revivify and things like that and resurrection spells. Yeah, yeah, raise dead stuff. Yeah, exactly. Pretty so great. when stuff like that happens... As long as we have souls. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really bad way to find out that we don't have souls. <laughs> Though it is limited by the number of spell slots. And how much diamond dust do you have? Yeah. So in the real world, surely that would go to the highest bidder. Yeah, I was just thinking that actually. I'm going to have to. I've got like six spell slots for revivifies and it costs a diamond dust. So you have to pay me whatever amount of money. No, no, this isn't America, to... please. There's, there's universal resurrection. Oh, <laughs> but I'm still limited by spell slots, right? So I can fix 
you know, six mortal wounds or significant injuries a day. Yeah, no, people go on, like, a waiting list for resurrection, and people pay taxes so that the government has enough diamond dust. But, like, Ruvai has, like, a ten-day cooldown, so once the waiting list gets longer than ten days, we got problems, baby. We've already got problems with our waiting list, baby. <laughs> yeah, well, there are, there are other raised dead spells. No, but uh, Gentle Repose. Gentle Repose is like a, a cantrip, right? That stops the timer. There are cooldowns separate to spell slots in fifth? Um, sorry, when I say cooldown, I mean Revivify only works on something that's been dead for less than 10 days. Oh, right. Yeah, sorry, Gentle Repose is actually a second level spell, but it's a lower level spell than your resurrection spells, which I think start at third level. Which uses different spell slots, yeah. So yeah, you have people working in a morgue who are just like second level uh, necromancers and they can cast Gentle Repose. Having said that, Revivify actually might be like 10 minutes. No, Revivify is one minute. Revivify is one minute. Gentle Repose makes it 10 days. (laughs) Yeah, no, Revivify is like the emergency response. Like someone's having a heart attack. That is resuscitation. Paramedics get there, they die, and you resuscitate. <laughs> Sorry, the way you phrased that is the paramedics get there, the paramedics die. <laughs> you save the paramedics to resave the person having the heart. <laughs> there are going to be a lot more people with third level spells than like higher level spells, so it's a triage thing. Oh dear. So I have a question on how this interacts with our real world, because obviously you said these things are merging, it's not just the D&D. In the real world, we have like quite high-tech modern morgues that keep the body in a state of, like, not rotting and stuff in a way that D&D doesn't. So does, like, can you put them in that kind of morgue and then that extends the duration for these things? I imagine that they would need... We'd need to enchant the morgues. Like, we could do it so that we could have morgues that are enchanted. the real world's going to bring some benefits over, right? Like, if you're getting to use cure light wounds mixed with modern medicine, that's going to do better than just one or the other. Or if you're... Yeah, I get what you're saying. I reckon it's like a multiplier. Like, morgues and stuff boosting gentle repose's effect to more than 10 days because you're keeping them in a situation that's That's what i was thinking i think taking like a modern scientific approach to the application of magic just makes you a higher level magic user that is what artificers are about baby (laughs) which actually might not be a bad shout (laughs) it's just like hey i i can cast revivify but now i'm gonna figure out all of these medical ways to improve that oh now i can cast raise dead (laughs) my uh, my last absolute ace in the hole for cleric is that no matter what happens as soon as i hit 10th level no matter how badly things have gone i could pray to my god and there is a 10 percent chance that everything is fine <laughs> is it everything is fine or is that they like god's just like yeah here have, have, have three gold <laughs> you're like three gold short of buying a newspaper have three gold <laughs> i would pray to the to my deity for three gold you're right <laughs> you go to the shop you're like damn i forgot my wallet give me a moment please you like set up a little shrine in the corner and like, like there's a 10 percent chance of me getting the money right in. <laughs> i really want this newspaper the comics are meant to be really good today what percent chances is it that specifically they bring in the fifth edition cleric to get divine intervention? Because like they bring in the fourth edition cleric and you get some cool powers, but you don't get that one. Yeah, but fourth edition cleric is OP, so it's a percentage chance that is equal to your level. But at twentieth level, if I I don't know how we level in this. In yeah, life. that's a big question uh, uh, <laughs> that I don't necessarily think we want to get into depth because we might spend the entire episode talking about how does leveling work in real life. <laughs> I'll add that to our list of questions though. Mm. But yeah, if I do get to twentieth level, the praying to God thing is guaranteed. So if I'm if I'm twentieth level and I go to the shops and I don't have enough money for my newspaper, pray to God and he's like, here's your money, baby. Yeah, yeah. We are assuming at least that we're going to get some class levels. Yeah. Otherwise, this question doesn't work. (laughs) Otherwise, it's like, hey, which commoner stat block are you going to have? (laughs) (laughs) That otherwise, everyone's going to go around and become a murderer very quickly. (laughs) As a side hustle for a commoner, 
Detect thoughts is blocked by a thin sheet of lead, so creating lead hats, probably a good side hustle. You've just reinvented tinfoil hats. Oh my word. Yes. And then everyone gets lead poisoning. <laughs> yeah, but we have clerics to cure them. And that's how the economy works. Actually, that's a good question. We know they can cure sword wounds. Can they cure... Emotional wounds? I don't know, like radiation <laughs> poisoning from yes, like a nuclear fallout or something. 100% yes. I'm trying to think of something that doesn't come up in D&D, that's all. Would that come up as like disease? Would that, that Surely that would count as like cure it's poison. Really, disease a or something. disease. I know it isn't, mm. but it's. I mean, someone's invented a radioactive slime. I'm sure it would be like necrotic damage, and then if there was a lasting effect, it would be a disease or a, a curse. So there are definitely spells that. This can really build. does highlight to me how simplified the world is in, in a role-playing setting. Can clerics cure cancer? Yes. The four C's can clerics cure cancer. <laughs> that is another one of those questions. I don't know. Well, it depends on which spells you've taken for the day and whether oh, God wants you to do it. I'm taking all the dumb spells. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> I don't know what dumb spells they get, but I'm taking them. <laughs> Just the ones like you make light shows and you change the weather. That's like cantrip stuff, isn't it? No, not changing the weather. All oh, right. I would definitely take banishment. <laughs> Just be like, you're annoying me. See you in a minute. <laughs> yeah, then you don't need to take good and evil because if they're like from hell they just stay there oh absolute result oh wait yeah but that's because the tech deal doesn't work how i thought it did <laughs> wait mending the cantrip you can just fix broken objects wait yeah. yeah forget all this highfalutin other nonsense with divine intervention and spells what are your cantrips so your things you can just do it's just oh i dropped my mug and the handle broke off <laughs> hey i fixed phones you cracked your phone Thanks. bring me your phone pay me one gold piece i dropped my phone, phone for you. yeah i've been looking through the spell list clerics get access to earthquake so i can hold nice. city to ransom if I wanted to. Excellent. Not even all ground Pokemon get access to Earthquake. No, because like <laughs> other people just have counter spell. Ah, oh, shit. Counter spell yeah. ruins everything. <laughs> oh no, does it? Because who's trying to stop you? If Eddie's holding a city hostage with Earthquake, they're going to drop in a counter spell police. I've just got to get in cahoots with enough wizards to counter spell their counter spells. I just need 51% of the wizards <laughs> on my side and I'm fine. And then you find out one of them is actually a fighter and they they just say counter spell as they punch you in the face when you try and cast a spell. Yeah. You know, fair enough. <laughs> when we started thinking about this, I wasn't I wasn't taking into account like everyone in the world is now a thing. The question is a bit different to what I was expecting, not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean not everyone in the world, just you know, you're probably not the only one who can do this stuff. You're not just a superhero. I mean like even if it was like a very small percentage of the population, there'd still be enough of them that they could pay a wizard enough to counterspell my earthquake. Yeah, just if you are being a supervillain, you're gonna come across the superheroes. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. I just thought it was one. Just you. What? How does that affect the world? <laughs> yeah, it's just a power fantasy. Well, it's at least three. There's three of us here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure wizards is gonna do it for anyone who's gonna pay them enough. Like, one of you guys needs to take counterspell or I'm holding cities to ransom. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not taking counterspell. I'm on your side. Yeah, I want some of that ransom money. Oh, alright. Looks like I'll get away with this ransom some plan. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that clerics get, necromancy is generally a part of the cleric magic uh, set, so yes. you can uh, you can make a lot of dancing skeletons for Halloween. It's true. Yes, for Halloween. <laughs> the City to Ransom plan is looking better and better. <laughs> Admittedly, and sorry if someone else is going to bring up Wizard, Wizard would be better at holding places to ransom, I think, because they just have such a wider range of destructive things. However, that one's OP, and I just, I just kind of want to leave Wizard <laughs> off the table. Yeah, like, r real talk for a second here, I'm pretty sure the correct answer is wizard but it's mm. just not very fun yes it's just they can do anything agreed i'm not sure it is because wizards are really limited by their spell book oh they're nerds but it's the most flexible one out there right yeah it gives you access to like the widest range and mass of spell casting mm. but there are 
are severe limitations to how you access that that can be exploited. And if anyone picks wizard, we'll just gang up on them as the three of us, because there's yeah. only like four of us in the world, apparently. So we'll just kill the wizard for that XP. Because <laughs> even clerics are like, at some point, if you go too far in a way that your god just doesn't vibe with, they're just like, no, you're done. <laughs> yeah. You could get cut off quite easily and then have to go on like a rehab quest. Okay, yeah, the most busted one might be 3.5 druid. Yes. Because they have a spell list like the cleric does, but they don't have to prepare them. Oh, what? No, sorry. They do prepare them, but like they've got a bunch of other class features on top of casting the spells and they don't have the limitations of a spell book like a wizard. And they can turn into animals and beat you up. Yeah. Yeah. Although like to become a druid, you have to be pretty like chilled out anyway. Oh yeah, I'm not saying the druid's going to be good at like holding the city to ransom. (laughs) Well, they could hold the city to ransom if they want. You know, if the city's polluting too much, maybe we do need more evil druids around. (laughs) (laughs) How do we solve climate change? Bunch of druids. druids. (laughs) We bring in druid and they end capitalism. (laughs) Solved it. But yeah, they have a lot of spells. The classes that spontaneously cast rather than prepare might be interesting to be busted. But again, all of these ones, like Wizard and so on, and Sorcerer, I just think they do everything, and so they're not even that interesting to discuss because they just do everything. Well, Sorcerer, like, once you've picked a set of spells, you're more limited to it. Like, you're not as flexible in changing the spells, you know? Hmm. But you are flexible in the way you use them. Yes. Like, Sorcerers are particularly good at mixing up the limited set of spells that they have. The key counter to Wizards and Sorcerers, because they've got such low HP, is just to pick Barbarian and punch the shit out of them. <laughs> it's true. If you've got a big sword... You're assuming you're not building a tank wizard that just punches all right well then whatever <laughs> <laughs> okay so you feel like being a holy dude you really want to give up your soul to well not sell your you well, do. i would give up my soul hold a city to ransom and claim i'm a cleric the whole time yeah <laughs> some gods will be into that get other people to devote their souls to me and i'll give you an extra spell cast <laughs> if we come up with any character ideas that you guys want to take during this podcast feel free to like tweet them at us so we can see the cool stuff you've made <laughs> it's the holding city to random cleric tm this all happens in your like, hey dudes, I became a cleric. Here, look at my contract. And it's just in like burning hell writing. Did you detect good and evil on him? No, why? <laughs> no, I didn't have that spell yet. <laughs> Still don't, weirdly. <laughs> to sponsor this episode, get in touch on social media or insert business email here. Do you like Magic the Gathering? Then boy, do I have a stream for you. Every Thursday, we stream Magic the Gathering on our Twitch channel, Hexagorgon Live. Whether it's Elves All the Way Down, where Jamie jams elves in every format, and where you can learn how to build, or beat, an elves deck, or if it's Draft of the Week, where two of us play the most exciting limited format available at the time, it's always a blast watching us lose at Magic. Did I say lose? I meant almost win at Magic. Links to all of our stuff, as always, are in the show notes, so whilst you click on those, we'll get back to the episode. I would like to be a bard, because bards are cool. You might think they're not cool, they're just nerds who walk around like singing songs and wearing silly hats, but I think that's just an old stereotype. I think that you could have a bard who's a rock musician. Wait, do you just want to turn up on everyone's band t-shirts? I just want to turn up on everyone's band t-shirts. I want to have a backing skeleton, because we've got a necromancer also in the band, backing skeleton dances and be in a rock band as a bard. Oh, you're going to have to pay me more than the city I'm ransoming for, <laughs> to be in this band. No, this is just a side hustle. Just because you rock doesn't mean you're not a nerd. There's plenty of like really nerdy fantasy heavy metal. Yeah, there's, there is absolutely a lot 
lots of nerdy fantasy heavy metal who would absolutely love a bard. Bards also can, like, sleight of hand. They can obviously perform. They're just, like... Are they, by some chance, a jack-of-all-trades? That's what I was thinking. They, they, they are a jack-of-all-trades. It's even a thing in their ability list. Yes. All of your day-to-day activities, you're just a bit better at. Only yeah. things you're not already good at. Is bard how you get past social anxiety? Uh, no. Or is that a direct counter? Because <laughs> now you're just better at talking to people. Well, they do take escape artist. Like, whereas earthquake can be counterspelled, bard can be social anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Only when you're putting on a performance, that's the thing. Uh, yeah. You put on your rock persona. But that's fine. You just pretend that you're a performance. You're playing a person with confidence. Yeah, no, the social anxiety is part of your backstory. The class doesn't get rid of that. <laughs> Actually, you said that, uh, that they'd have to pay well to be able to get your necromantic skills as a back group more than the city you're holding ransom yeah absolutely but this can be a quid pro quo you're in your evil lair you're trying to you're trying to come up with a new evil plan and alex as a bard can do bardic inspiration to help you get better evil plans and then you can provide skeletons for the the backing dancers yeah oh, i see what you're saying but i also actually thought you were going down the route of this is how you maintain lawful good for your deity you just like <laughs> turn up in the band provide skeletons for free and it's like no oh, he's a good chap turns a blind eye while i'm t- holding a city hostage <laughs> i feel like using people's dead bodies as backing dancers fits into lawful good somehow yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a spell i have it's it's new Neutral. I'm it's not neutral. doing evil with the skeletons, they're just dancing. Yeah, it's lawful if you got them to sign a contract. I think it goes against <laughs> lawful in breaking social norms about not, like, using the dead. No, but if they, if either they or their family agreed because they want their dead body in a show, then that's lawful. <laughs> what if I'm singing about how the Lord over there is corrupt and we should all rebel against it and just being, like, incredibly persuasive and a rebel and... Look, Alex, you're, you're, you're trying for chaotic good, I know you. <laughs> You're not trying for an awful good. Depends which lord. As long as it's not my lord, you're okay. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah, you got to slay the dragon. It's all a metaphor. Yes. <laughs> this is a metaphor. We're stabbing him. Yeah, you're like, we're all in trouble. The dragon's stealing all our money. Come and join me on this adventure. You get there and it's like Amazon headquarters. They're like, ah. Oh, what's going on? What's going on? It's like, trust me, dude. <laughs> there's, there's a massive horde in there. It's all an illusion. We killed him. His body will turn into a dragon any time now. <laughs> Unfortunately, Unfortunately, he's probably a lich at this point, so you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. might have to find his phylactery. I like the idea of fully like using the game mechanics. So you're you've got a plan. I've got a plan. I want to like come up with something good. I'm like, I'm not going to think about this yet. Eddie, I need you to come and cast guidance on me. <laughs> Alex, I need you to come and give me bardic inspiration. And you come and do it. And I'm like, okay, start thinking of a plan. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I wait for you to do it. Then I start thinking of a plan. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm making my ability check now. <laughs> also, mass suggestion, just as a final thing, you can really get people wherever you want them to be. Suggestion has been really useful in, in my experience in life. <laughs> Did bards get access to detect thoughts as well? Yeah. In 5th edition, bards get access to every other magic user's spell list in a limited yeah, amount. Like, you do. can pick spells from other magic schools. Bards are a great shout because they're so diverse. And I think bards are an even better shout for specifically what we're doing right now because it would all improve our podcasting capabilities <laughs> if we were bards. No. If Alex was a bard, they'd go solo. They wouldn't be hanging out with us anymore. <laughs> if a bard becomes lawful, they cannot progress in levels as a bard. And that's, that's quite an interesting thing. 
bards change quite a lot across across the series of D&D games. Apparently. I know I keep bringing up additions, but I do think it's quite interesting because I believe they just get spells in 3.5. Yes, I they think just they do. Get, what do you mean? They just they just get arcane spells. But what do you mean? They cast spells. They're spellcasters. Sure, but do they have the same like range of spells in more recent editions? Yeah, I mean, they have a spell list that is their spell list. They tend to have less direct damage spells and more like mind manipulation or buff spells. Those are worth bringing up the the manipulation-y things. Sounds... Yeah, they don't Mm. tend to cast as many like fireballs or explosions. But again, once they get like their mystic, uh, their arcane lore, I forget what it's called. At higher levels, they can just dip into those classes if they want to do explosions. Also, um, easy math is a cantrip from Bard. Easy math. You could just be like, ah, it's probably 100 meters. Instant counting and distance calculation. Gift of Gab is a really good spell as well. I think it's like, there's no save against it. Just people forget what you've said within the last six seconds and you just rewrite what you said in that, in that time period. <laughs> Do it again. You just make a mistake. You like say something, see if they're shocked or they respond well and then just undo it. Oh, this is a well-known manipulator and con person. <laughs> I mean, it would be a great thing to be able to talk to people in conversations because sometimes you know that you've said something super bad in a conversation and you're just like, oh, I fucked that up. Try it again, try it again, try it again. And then they're like, wow, it feels like we've only been talking for six seconds, but like half an hour has gone. You're a really great conversationalist. (laughs) (laughs) That one sentence we've spoken about. I just gift of gabbed you over and over and over. (laughs) That's a really funny character idea. A bard who's just like such a bad bard that they take it, have to take like 20 takes at any six second conversation. (laughs) You'd run out of spells not so quickly. I've also been reminded that bards have summoned instrument. I remember a time where I summoned a piano five feet up in the air to crush someone. <laughs> I assume it's intended to... Uh... I don't think that's how it's like intended mm. for the rules, but it was allowed. Once. No, it's a, yeah. In fact, a piano is not even allowed. Well, I got given it once. What can I say? Oh yeah, no, I'm not saying that shouldn't have happened. I'm just saying I assume this was using it outside of its intended purpose. Yes. Mm. What was that under? What game was that? I don't remember. It was like my first ever D and D session. Summon instrument is in 3.5 as a cantrip. So as a cantrip, we're like crush that guy with the piano, crush that guy with the piano, crush that. I don't guy think with... I even had like spell slots right. I think it was mega simplified D and D. Like you're yeah. playing a bard, yeah, you can, here's the sort of thing you can do. Tell me what you want to do, and we'll make it work. Yeah, it is. It is a bard zero. A handheld instrument appears in your hands or at your feet, but it will play only for you. No one else can play it. Oh wow, that's <laughs> a really w- good way of upstaging someone at a competition. But it disappears after a minute, as oh no, a minute per level. Yeah, if you're a level one bard, you like try and play Freebird and uh, have to cast that spell seven times during the song. <laughs> there's a person at a party you really don't like and they're showing off and you're like, you summon an instrument, play, and then they like take it off you and they try and play better and they just can't. And therefore you've won that social interaction and got some XP. Imagine being a roadie. You're like a roadie and you're like, hey, I have to be able to summon instruments in case my uh, bandmate's guitars break. And you just give them the guitar and it just doesn't do anything. You're like, wait, no! <laughs> I didn't know how this spell works. I don't get a spell description. You <laughs> fucked us, you roadie! That lets you, let, let, lets you do the guitar smashing, let's resummon another one and keep going afterwards. Now that's good. That's punk. Although it would be funny if it's like, it's a magic item, so it just won't smash. And you just <laughs> seem to be, you're just like, no, why isn't this? Ugh. But the stage is vulnerable to magic damage, and therefore you slowly break the stage. <laughs> Your guitar is a plus two great axe of shredding, obviously. <laughs> you do also get Dominate Person, which is great in the bedroom. Wow. Wait, no, that should be consensual, Alex. Yes. 
I love that no direction, you discern north. It's like <laughs> you can do that most of the time in real life with a f- if you know a little bit about nature. <laughs> we have a phone, yeah. Yeah, but you can, like, if you know which way the sun is moving, if you know where the sun is and roughly what time it is, you, know, you need, like, two pieces of information to be able to figure out approximately north. And this one, like, yeah, just that way. Yeah, I guess you need zero pieces of information with this. But, like, when do you not have two pieces of information? Uh, when you're underground in a dungeon. True, underground in a dungeon is actually, but why would you know which way is north in a dungeon? Well, because you're traveling a long distance underground and you're losing your ways in a cavern. You've played Minecraft. You know how easy it is to get turned around. No, I just everything's in squares. Just go in a straight line, dude. <laughs> yeah, but then you went around a corner and got surprised by a creeper and now you don't remember which straight line you're going in. You're right. You do drop down to a cavern, fight three creepers and a skeleton and end up being like, which was the way out? Oh, no. Which was the way out? I cast Speak with Plants, but unfortunately the plants don't speak back. <laughs> I cast Discern North. Well, I guess I know which way North is in relation to my computer. <laughs> And this episode of Winshipid Prizes, we asked the question, which D&D class would help the most in Minecraft? <laughs> I love the idea of just like, no, we're going to test, our, our next stream is going to be us throwing like Eddie into a van with a bag over his head, bringing him to all sorts of places and just being like, which way's north? Isn't that just GeoGuessr? <laughs> kind of. I am writing down which D&D class would be best in Minecraft as a question we could do. It catches two major pop culture franchises. That's the absolute money episode right there. Which Pokemon D&D? <laughs> so the other spell, like, I think bards can get it. You also learn teleport. Oh, sounds good. Which, like, doesn't really take up any components. And you can take people with you. And you can either... I don't know if there are permanent teleportation circles in places, but if you have an object... From that's like attuned to that place it's been there for a while then you can get there without any mistakes like that object takes you there so you can just run like a travel service and hop back and forth <laughs> a few times yeah sounds good i'd say it's you know takes a little bit longer to make the money compared to ransoming a city but you know i get it <laughs> <laughs> you also don't get killed by uh the swat team ah small i got healing small details no i figured this out you work together one person ransoms the city. The other person... Teleports people out of the city. Ransoms the people who are rich enough to pay to get teleported out. Oh, that's good. That's and then good. the ransom gets paid off. It's a two-prong con. Think about, though, like, action economy. Even if you have, like, a really good spell, if you've taken a moment to ransom them, they get 400 snipers with a shot on you. Like, how many things aren't going to hit you even if you cast shield? How many? Do you think that they're going to be able to get 400 people taking the sniper class? <laughs> I think giving enough commoner <laughs> sniper Rifles will do it. Laura <laughs> <Floor of> averages. <laughs> they only need they're like one in twenty of them will hit you. You're right. There is a five percent chance, but there's also a five percent chance that they shoot their own friends or something or whatever happens. It depends which edition. There seems to be a big range of how many people are turning up with abilities and within the rules of D and D. Yeah. Suddenly, there's like four hundred snipers. <laughs> no, I mean they're not. They don't have abilities in D and D. They're just making an attack. And like regardless of your skill level, you have a five percent chance of doing a great. Great job. So wait, so not only are we gaining the abilities of a class from D&D, the entire world is breaking down into six second actions. <laughs> With the D20 system and everything has a at least a 5% chance to fail. I don't think that works. You're still doing things over the course of those six seconds. You just only get to make conscious decisions at very specific intervals. <laughs> That's how I live life anyway. <laughs> Before we move on, I've just got one more spell, which I think the bard in this economy is really going to love. Heat water 
as a cantrip, two pints of water up to boiling. <laughs> Congratulations, you've solved the economy. I forgot about create food and water for Cleric. That was one of my main points that I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. Ah, well, we moved on to Ransom the Sea. It's so much, much better plan than just making free food. <laughs> yeah, much better. Yeah. I didn't even know heat water was a spell. I mean, I just want to make coffee by just clicking my fingers and the water at the top becomes boiling and then pours down into the... Wait, prestidigitation digitation can just do that for you. It can heat and chill things. Mm. But not to boiling. Well, how much can it... You chill, warm, or flavour up one cubic foot of non-living material. Chill or warm, but not boil. But you can flavour it up to already roasted or already made coffee, and now it just tastes of coffee. The taste is similar, but the experience won't be at different temperatures. I mean, that depends on how far... You where you put the boundary between warm and hot, right? Sure. Ask your GM what warm and what hot means. (laughs) Science, baby. Mm. Can we science our way to another answer? (laughs) (laughs) 10 out of 10 transition. (laughs) So I had considered staying on brand and going all the way back to an early edition, which I seem to keep doing in this conversation. Back at the start of D&D, they didn't have everything sort of sorted out. So in basic D&D, one of the classes was just elf. <laughs> However, I don't think that's actually the best answer to give. It's just, I, I'm on brand here. I have to at least mention it. Otherwise, I will be cancelled by the entire elf community. Although, you don't have to sleep if you're an elf. Well, yes, it has advantages. You don't have to sleep. You have a lifespan increased, etc, etc. Pointy ears. Also, you can't magically be put to sleep, so anesthesia doesn't work on you if you ever need surgery. Ooh, also, no. I would I would like to think that if I was an actual elf, then I probably would be the most popular elf streamer in the world because I'd be an actual elf. Anyway, oh my god, that might be the right answer, it turns out. <laughs> Just actually <laughs> For the clout. Yeah, but going through actual classes, I've always had an interest in a specific class that I think I first noticed when trying out the Neverwinter Nights games or something. Notably, it's a prestige class. It's Shadow Dancer. What does that mean? Uh, it's like... I haven't played 4th edition, so I can't say it's like a Paragon Path. Um, it was basically like a subclass that you got after a certain level. Yeah, you have to meet requirements to get access to it. Okay. They were ways to customise your character in a way that wasn't necessarily just tied to your class. It could be, or it could be tied to your race, or it could be something else entirely. There didn't used to be subclasses. So uh, I think like Arcane Trickster is a thing that's in current D&D, right? But it's like a subclass of Rogue or something. Yes. Where Arcane Trickster was a prestige class back then. Oh, cool. And it required access to things that both Rogue and Wizard had. So you needed to have multi-classed to gain access to it. Similarly in 4th edition, like, you picked a class and you were that class forever. But then as you got to higher levels, you could pick your, like, Paragon Path that gave you extra bonuses as you got higher levels. And then you picked, like, your Epic Destiny, which was a way for you to, like, work on the epilogue of your character. Anyway, Shadow Dancer. Hold me closer, Shadow Dancer! (laughs) (laughs) I just always like the idea. It's got a bunch of other abilities I'll bring up in a moment, but the key thing is it has has the ability to teleport between shadows Ooh, just like freely that's cool like there's a limit how much you can do in a day because of rules mechanics and stuff but you can break it up into as many like little bits as you want and i really like the idea of teleportation but it was mentioned earlier what sort of limit are we talking here uh so you start with 20 feet a day at level one shadow dancer but every two levels above oh, every two levels above fourth it doubles so you get 160 feet if you've got the full set of 10 levels in Shadow Dancer. That's not that far. No, oh, honest. I'm not talking about, like, teleporting <laughs> to go on holiday because I have a connection to the Bahamas. I'm talking about just using in small amounts. And also, it's not, like, 
cast. It is just, you just do it. Okay, but how is this going to benefit your daily life? I'm going to be honest, I just like the ability to teleport. <laughs> I just want to do it. It's really cool. It's just really it's cool. really, really cool. You could run a really cool haunted house experience and make money <laughs> off of that. I mean, the idea that I came up with, which is very boring, is just if you're going to the train station, you're running a little bit late, your train, you see the train's pulled into the station and you're not quite going to make it, you jump the last 20, 30 feet and they're like, boom, I've made the train as the doors were sliding yeah, shut. Yeah, you get little improvements like that. Well, even if the doors have shut. It doesn't even save you a trip to the shops. You just go up the road. Like, at the end of the road, <laughs> like, gotta walk the rest of the way anyway. <laughs> In the fifth edition, I think there's a monk subclass that basically accesses that. And they get it just as a move, I think, as a bonus action. Apparently, as a minimum, the jumps count as 10 feet. Yes. So uh, you get two per day. Maximum of 16 of them per day. I don't want to get into bed. I'll just jump to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do that twice a day. Also, like, I have a lot of problem with, like, temperature and getting too hot outside. I could just have a nice stroll, keeping to the shadows, and if I to go out in the sun, I can just jaunt over the road into the shade. And I'm not even mentioning the plethora of morally questionable things one can do with the ability to teleport between shadows with regards to accessing places you're not meant to be because <laughs> you kind of need thief skills to get into the class in the first place so you know okay okay you have to begin and end in shadow so if it's too yeah. sunny if the sun suddenly comes out you're like oh damn it you always bring an umbrella with you but when the sun <laughs> is out and strong there are also strong shadows in anywhere though there's an object I would say, even though the shadows are more visible, it's not dim light. Mm, I think the way that people play it, it's shadows. You're right. 3.5 says with at least some shadow, whereas like the 5th edition says dim light or darkness. Yes. So in 5th edition, you don't have limits to how often you can use it. It's just a bonus action. But if people have like lamps all over the place or it's a decently lit daytime. Yeah. So it depends on which version. Like 5th edition has more use. But I think the limitation's interesting though. Yeah. Because you'd carry around like a t-shirt cannon and like launch <laughs> launch something so that like it makes a little parachute and makes a shadow so you can hop into it while like holding an umbrella over your head. <laughs> Jamie's focused on jumping between shadows, but Shadow Dancer also gets hide in plain sight. Yes. You can just hide if you're in a shadow. Yep. You can summon shadows. Oh yeah, I, I was going to get round to bring up the fact you get, a sh you get a shadow pet. Yeah. You get a little shadow pet. Oh, is that what summon shadow is? I yeah. thought it meant like I need a shadow to shadow jump with. I'm going to summon one over there. Now there is a shadow over there, despite nothing casting a shadow. No, it's a shade. <laughs> it's, just, it's a shade that matches your alignment, so it has the same kind of temperament as you, and it's just a cute little companion. All right. You know, I just went into all of these um, techniques of how are you going to make darkness. Mm. I think you just get the ability to make darkness. <laughs> you also gain dark vision. Yeah, so mine, I could just have the flat be in complete darkness, and I can teleport anywhere and still see. No, not if you've made darkness. You can't see through the darkness you make. Oh, sure. But what I'm saying is I could shut all the blinds and teleport everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you just go out at night and, and you're good. Also, uh, you're harder to hit with enchantments and stuff because you have a slippery mind. Well, that's not a new ability for you. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> mind is very, yeah, it kind of sloshes around in there. And yeah. apparently you get once a day, you get a defensive roll. So if you're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> what a hero. So yeah, it doesn't have the breadth of abilities of a spellcaster who has access to this whole plethora of spells. This one gives me an ability that I like, I think is cool, it would have random uses that would just come up in life, would be able to jump between places, and if I ever wanted to do something evil like Eddie's ransoming a, a city, I could 
rob a place like without any breaking or entering. That is true. As long as the room's not lit. As long as there are windows. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like there are other uses if that comes to that. But I think it would just improve my actual life because my the way I've approached this question is rather than becoming a supervillain, I'm like, hey, <laughs> I would just like to have a nicer life. Let's be honest. You get this ability and you just you set up your house so you can see a little bit of every room yep. and you just use it to to not move around. Just a super open plan. You become the so <laughs> Lazy. Oh my word! Leave the lights <sighs> off always. You never turn the lights on. Just tell him, yeah. And just hop around between the shadows. Turn on your computer screen. Just like, oh god, that's so bright. <laughs> Suddenly you can't teleport anywhere. Like, my god, how high is the brightness on this thing? <laughs> also, you can make illusions. Any illusions or shadow illusions? Uh, it just creates an illusion of an object, creature, or force as visualized by you. Why is that a shadow? Um, well, it's seemed to be made of shadow. You're making it out of shadow stuff. I don't know. Anyway, cool illusions. I don't know. Like I could see, I could see making illusions, but you can only express it through shadows and silhouettes. But no, it's just like, hey, it's an illusion because that was too limited. Take it up with Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more like Wizards of the hoax. <laughs> so it's not. Yeah, it's not the broadest selection of things. But I think shadow jump is just cool. Yeah. And that was what I wanted to bring to this discussion. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really cool. Yeah, you get a few things. I do realise that a spell list just blows this out of the water, but not every class has a spell list, so... In terms of just, like, min-maxing our current life, something I was considering was just picking Barbarian, because the things I struggle with at the moment are, like, health and strength, and so picking Barbarian helps the most with that. <laughs> but then the problem is, it's using your stats. Yeah, it doesn't make you stronger, it just gives you advantage on, on like, carrying something as long as you stay angry. <laughs> but that only lasts for six seconds at a time unless you punch someone each every six seconds. So you're like, hey, I need help carrying this sofa. <laughs> and then you need to keep... Oh, oh, no, I don't need you to carry it. I just need to punch you every six seconds or for you to punch me. Don't worry. I've got a negative strength score. It won't <laughs> hurt. These are valid points. <laughs> I do like the idea of being a really weak barbarian so that you can maintain rage all the time without hurting your friends. Actually, I've got a solution to the, the health situation. If you want to build yourself in 4th edition, you can take one of the backgrounds that let you use one of your other stats for your HP. Now i just got to work out what my good stats are. So you're like, okay, I don't have very good con, but you could just run your HP off one of these other stats and you've solved the problem. Checks character sheet. Oh no. <laughs> it depends how Wizards decides to implement HP as well, or whether you're actually taking wounds. Yeah. I've just lost 10 hit points. Was that me dodging a stab, or was that me getting a <laughs> knife shoved in me? Oh, the old Uncharted argument of that's just his luck meter running out, not his actual health. <laughs> I mean, it really depends on the setting and like the theming of what you're actually doing. Yeah. Is the correct answer actually, and I'm basing this on 5th edition, whichever class gets the best bonus to death saves so that you never die, or you're very unlikely to no, die. No, I'd rather have a better life. Very few things give you bonus to death saves. Death saves are just in combat, right? No, no, it's you in 5th edition. Like, you don't get death saves against old age. No, but that's, uh, death saves is dying from losing your hit points. Right. But some effects will kill you outright, diseases can kill you outright, hitting, like, enough levels of exhaustion kills you outright, old age presumably kills you outright. Yeah. And just pick monk, become immune to disease. And aging. And aging. Oh my word! Then you can hold anyone to ransom. Oh, good thing that shadow dancer's within the monk range in 5th edition. No, we'll go with that one, Oh please. no, I've helped Jamie with this argument. Oh, no. But I think uh, the answer to the, the hit, what are hit points question depends on the kind of game you're playing, and we have yeah. to see where wizards decides the real world should be. Because yeah. if it's really realistic, then you can't have like, oh, you know, he, he cuts you in half, you take 12 hit points of damage. <laughs> he cuts you in half, you are cut in half. Well, 
well done. But in like super <laughs> in super heroic combat, that's fine. Like you can shrug off gigantic wounds, anime style, and just like heal them up after a nap. Are we hearing the voice of the dungeon master in our head as we're doing things now that we've taken a class in something? Do you hear the voice of the dungeon master in your head in character? No, your player it is. You're hearing the voice of your player. What? Who's that talking? I was just having a chat with my two friends, Alex and Jamie. <laughs> yeah. You're like, why? Wait, why am I randomly m- murdering this shopkeeper? I I don't have the money to buy this. I'm just gonna leave. No, no. Why am I stabbing? <laughs> Going to a shop. Like, oh, I like this. Can't afford it. Oh, the day has become overcast. Whoops. <laughs> disappear (laughs) just like the idea as well of suddenly like five percent of the time people accidentally stab themselves when they're like chopping up a carrot it's just just suddenly an outbreak of people stabbing themselves everything is a skill check (laughs) not a big fan of critical fails no roll those dice all the time let's go baby is that how we're deciding who wins this episode all rolling a d20 (laughs) i've had worse ways to end an episode (laughs) go on everyone give me a charisma check a charisma are you gonna give us modifiers Well, I got a 12 on my charisma check. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> I got a 5. 14? Ooh, very nice. Uh, I probably have a good modifier because a bunch of the class skills under Shadow Dancer involve charisma. Oh, if we're doing bard, then yeah, I got like plus 90. Uh, yeah, clerics are really <laughs> charismatic. That's, oh, um... yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, I'm a 4th edition character. I add tons more modifiers than you 5th edition. You're like <laughs> capped at like a 30. Oh, I add plus 30 to all my rolls. Cool. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to pray to my god and roll for a 10% chance. Alright, roll, roll me a... Yeah, let's see how it goes. Roll a, roll a 10% chance of just winning the episode. Actually, what level am I? That's an important <laughs> question. Let me roll for that. You're level 1, baby! Oh, that's, I rolled 20, so I would have had to have been level 20. Anyway, I think there's a lot of good ideas. And to be fair, like once you're a heroic class, as long as you're getting class levels, you can't really go wrong. So uh, I wish you well when uh, they drop this big patch and absolutely mess up the world. The winner today, uh, I think, you know, Jamie, you've gone and picked something that's chill and fun and you're not going to accidentally get shot by 400 snipers and you're not going to leave us all behind to become a rock star. You're just going to use it to uh, stay at home and play board games better. I stayed the most grounded. Sweet. Once again, hold me closer, Shadow Dancer. Congratulations, Jamie, for not picking the most bullshit option you could find. Yes. <laughs> now, we, we didn't really go into this. We're not quite sure of how leveling's gonna work once uh, 1D&D comes out, but we're gonna get you prepared. We're gonna give you a bunch of bonus starting XP. Windows XP, we're gonna give you a, a, a proper copy of Windows XP CD. Install CD. Does it come with an activation code? Oh, dear. Does it come with an activation code? Absolutely not. <laughs> it depends what we can get our hands on. What, did they stop updating that years ago? <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to keep up to date with everything we do, your best bet is to follow us on social media. We're at Hexagorgon on Twitter, and we're Hexagorgon FB, no spaces, on Facebook. And if you'd like to support us, financially, you could either donate to our Ko-Fi, which is Hexagorgon, or subscribe to us on Twitch if that's more your speed, which is Hexagorgon Live. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Well, you'll, you'll see us. Well, not C, exactly. Ah, you get the idea. Eddie, you said that your thing about, like, the worst thing in your life so far was, like, needing to lift heavy things. Surely it's your commute. Accurate. <laughs> so there's a there's a spell called Frame Teleport, which allows you to make a teleportation between, like, two paintings. So you could just marry 64 your way into work every day.
<laughs> that is cool. You do that, but then I like I get Jamie to shadow dance into your work, steal the painting, and put it in my board games room. Ba 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 ba. Best board games room. You're like, ah, oh, it's time for work. I you step out, and I've got terraforming Mars laid out on the table. I mean, I could easily have more than one painting and have like a. A bear's board games room painting and a work painting. Wait, can you can you do portal nonsense? All with you're that? doing is sabotaging me and being a bad friend. <laughs> if you put one on the floor and one on the ceiling, can you just <laughs> just go off like shell? Infinite energy. Let's go. Yeah. And if I ever leave this, I break my legs because I don't have long fall boots. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. You're a cleric. It's fine. Yes, you're right. If I die immediately. But yeah. Fall damage caps out. If, as long as you've got like 80 hit points, you're almost certainly not going to die from fall well, damage. We established that Con is one of my dump stats. What do you want from me? <laughs> By the time you're like level 10, you basically can't die from falling. But you rolled and I'm level one. Oh yeah. Yeah, you should have won the episode then, shouldn't you? Fuck. <laughs>